It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark and Ryan here, no guests tonight, it's just the two of us, mate, we're going old school. And, um, mate, we've had had a couple of trials, so we're going to rip through that. Try and look at them a little bit differently. I know, obviously, people are uh, producing some content on the trials already, so we don't want to overlap with them. We know you guys are, you know, you want to hear some different stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna see if we can uh, also come up with some uh, some hot hot NRL and uh, NRL fantasy takes for the year. Ryan, are you excited? You pumped for the episode tonight? What's going on? Mate, I'm keen. I'm not sure how um, how it's going to differ from your regular opinions that are normally just hot takes anyway, but I'm sure you've got something special planned for us. Yeah, well, that's what they call me, Mark Hot Take Jessup, mate. That's my... I mean, I'm in fine form too. We've, we've just released our Cash Cows article about a... Uh, about a was an hour ago or something like that, and it's already cracked the record for uh, you know most amount of clicks on an article on the website, you bloody degenerates, if you're listening to this and you, you're on that... On it between the hours of six, between seven and seven fifty p.m. You're all degenerates, and I love you for it. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll jump straight in, Ryan. Have a look at the trials now. Before we get started on the trials, we're going to make a really concerted effort here not to talk too much about the fantasy scores involved with the trials, and the reason for that's pretty simple. And Ryan, I'm just going to rant for a little bit, and you tell me at the end of it if there's anything that you disagree with, and then I'll tell you that I don't care about your opinions anyway, and then we'll move on to actually discussing the trials. Um, when you're watching the trials as a prospective fantasy manager, the worst mistake that you can do is make a decision about whether or not you're going to buy a player specifically based on what they scored in 20 minutes of a trial match or 40 minutes of a trial match. You know, we've got years and years of history on most of these guys. If you're looking at, you know, Stefano, for example, like, you know, and he's actually probably a, a good example of one where, you know, you look at Stefano and I, and I know obviously we'll touch on him in the, the Tigers trial, but, um, you know, his fantasy score was poor, um, but, you know, Peachy played exactly the role that I was expecting him to play. And, you know, I don't think, I think that that role should be good for Stefano's fantasy output, not bad for it. So obviously, you know, they're getting towed up by Tommy Turbo. We don't want to be putting too much stock into Stefano's fantasy score in some random irrelevant trial match. That's not even the, the main trial match that they play. It's some other trial match where they're just trying to get some minutes into the legs. So just don't bloody, you know, go, and go oh, you know, oh, Stefano only got 12 points, can't buy him. Piss off. That's not how you do this. It's, you know, you you got to – it's for the eyeball test. If you're using this for anything other than the eyeball test, you're doing it wrong. Do you agree with any of that or disagree with any of that, Ryan? No, I'm with you, mate. Usually all that stuff, like I, I try to read – as little as possible into trial matches it's usually bad data um if you make like you can't make whole sweeping changes off one game but like it's obviously very hard as a fantasy coach like it's the only game you've had in about six months so it's <laughs> you know you, you're fiending for it um it's the only thing the only point of data you've had in six months and you mm. you want to use it to take something from it from it but yeah, yeah it's best to just take it with a grain of salt yeah, you're sitting there like a bloody crack addict in a public bathroom or something <laughs> like that, searching for a hit at this point in the season. But, you know, guys, just go and read through the website and, and do that until you calm down, www.amateursfantasysports.com backslash NRL, and you'll be fine. 
Now, um, before we get into the trials as well, um, Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but I'm assuming you do. We're not very good at our housekeeping. Um, mm. So, uh, guys, if you're not in our overall league, and I know that some of you aren't because every week we get over a thousand people listening to the podcast well over a thousand but for some reason we've only got 700 people in our overall league so the 300 and something of you that are not in the overall league pause what you're doing stop listening to the podcast but don't pause it because you're going to have to give you this league code here in a minute open up the app and i'm giving you an, I'm, I'm intentionally giving you enough time here to do all of these things while the podcast is running go in and join up to this league see for cat X for xylophone, U for umbrella, V for vegan, the number seven, M for Mark, the best fantasy amateurs analyst, number six, and N for Nelly. Got that. All right, good job, guys. And um, Ryan, sorry about saying that you're not the best analyst, mate. Everybody knows it's you. I've got to pump my own tires up sometimes. That's all right, mate. Everyone will know once they join the league and see that I win the Trident voucher. Oh, mate, the Trident voucher. Oh, mate, mate, can I just dead set the jumpers? Guys, do yourself a favor right now. Yeah, you know, you're not going to be able to spend your $150 voucher if for the one of you that ends up winning it. And if it's not Ryan, it probably will be Ryan. But, you know, there's a, there's a, go onto the website and buy a jumper right now. Do yourself a favor. They're so comfortable. Ryan, do you have a jumper? I don't know. I, I need a <laughs> I know you. I know you keep telling me how good they are. I need to get on, uh, get on Trident clothing website. Mate, check it's it out. so comfortable. It's like it's not silk inside, but it feels like it's so soft. It's it's honestly it's fantastic. And you know, just you know, no lie, this is a dead serious. I got laid the first first time I wore mine, so you know, I, it can't hurt you. It can't hurt your chances. That's all I'm saying. You know, for all you guys 65% out there, of the time. you're sitting here. Li- you, you know, you're listening to an NRL fantasy podcast. You're already doing yourself plenty of harm in the getting laid stakes. I'd say even it out and go and buy a Trident jumper, and that's all I've, all I've got to say to you, boys. So, and for the girls listening, you know, you might want to get laid as well. So, you know, you can get a jumper as well. We're not, we're not, we don't judge in that way. All right, Ryan, first yes. game here. The Raiders played the Roosters. NRL.com's mm. wiped the stats from the website, which is great for us because we don't care about how many fantasy points they've got anyway. Who was your, you know, give me somebody who stuck, stuck out to you on the uh, on the eye test in this one. Mate, for me, it was Xavier Savage. Um, you know, I think a lot of people feel this way, but he was a, a big standout. Um, you know, the Raiders had a lot of bad luck, copped you know, a couple of blokes out with COVID before the game and, um, you know, it forced chance to play halfback. It's, uh, you know, a bunch of blokes copped injuries as well. But Savage, um, you know, he, he really stood out with his just completely electric at the back. And, um, you know, he showed some mistakes. He, you know, still a little bit green. Um, but just, yeah, some of his play was just absolutely electric. And if he ends up at the one spot at any time this season, he's definitely going to be one to watch. Um, yeah, he, he was just absolutely standout in my eyes. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it's hard to go past Savage, especially um, you know if we're just talking about the eye test. Obviously, he was he was huge the whole game. You know, backing up well, he could have had a lot more offensive impact even than he did. There was one there where he almost got through and just got dragged back. You know, I think he's uh, you know he's put on a lot of weight. He's he obviously adds a lot that Chance doesn't add. You know, Chance is a, a grinder, but I feel like he could do that from from the wing or from center. I don't feel like he needs to do that fullback. I think Xavier Xavier is a 
I mean, if the if the uh, if the Raiders are serious this year, at some point Savage is going to take over. So I, I mean, I'd love to see it happen. I'm I actually currently have him sitting in my team due to you know fears of what I did with Hines, or I just completely skipped him last year. So uh, yeah, I'm, at this stage I, I sort of can't. I do, mate. I have huge FOMO, and like you know, there was a couple of guys last year that I talked up and then didn't buy, and they just absolutely burned me. And I like, I've got this really good feeling about Savages. Everything I'm looking at, I'm just I'm loving it all. So I'm just gonna go. You know what? Maybe I'm just gonna yolo it and just see what happens. But I'm also doing that while simultaneously having essentially zero cover in the wing fullback position at the moment. So <laughs> I think maybe I'm gonna have to make my mind up. I might have to sacrifice you know, a Penasini or a, or a Nanai to go to Stephen Crichton. So I've at least got some protection in the, in the, uh, the wing fullback category in case he misses a couple of weeks while, uh, while they're working out that he's actually better than Charles is. So mate, the other one for me that was interesting was Jared Croker. I mean, he obviously uh, was very, very poor last year and he's, you know, we've obviously got him uh, mentioned in our cheapy 2022 article that he's, uh, you know, he was two years ago, he was averaging 34 and last year it was, you know, his break even is 24. So, I mean, there's there's two poor seasons between then and, and the last time that he had 10 points of value. But, I mean, he looked a lot better in this game, uh, certainly better than Valame, who I think maybe they were hoping was going to be all right. And he's kind of been pretty, he was pretty poor. But I think... Uh, yeah, Croker's somebody who is an interesting one. I see he's sitting in TK's side that he posted the other day, although I have a suspicion that'll change um, just given the stats. But, I mean, I don't know. He's a he's an interesting one, I test-wise to me. That I, I mean, if he can get back to his best. He's saying he wants to play to the end of his contract, which is three more seasons. So you have to think he's either going to come good or get dropped between now and then. So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess he is pretty low risk. Um, you know, he's only 290K, so, like, you, you don't have a whole lot to lose there. But, um, I mean, from what we've seen from him in the past two years, I don't know, like, how much faith do you have in that in that knee? Because um, didn't, he, didn't he have – wasn't he one of the guys that got the stem cells in his knees? Yeah, mate, I think him and James Tedesco were uh, doing mm. the South Park over the off-season. So, <laughs> do, do you remember that South Park article? <laughs> Uh, the episode from Young Cigar. Yeah, what was the Christopher Reeves? Yeah, Christopher Reeves, yeah. Oh, mate, that's a classic. Kid, oh, no kids yeah. that are listening to this, go and watch that. Only adults, if you don't remember it. You probably do remember it because you're all sickos because you're uh, listening to our podcast. But uh, if you if you haven't seen it, go and look it up on YouTube. It's it's great stuff. Um, but, uh, mate, any, any other Raiders cake your eye? I mean, obviously the Roosters guys, the only really fantasy relevant guys was Nagama, who had a bit of a shocker on the wing and maybe that's putting a spoiler on our prediction that Suoli's not going to be there week one. I still think it'll be Nagama uh, unless they decide to go with Kieran at centre and roll with Momroski on the wing, which is definitely possible and that would be bad for every single fantasy option there involved. Um, but Saluka Fafita was all right. He played a lot of minutes. I just I can't get past my image of him as a bit of a dum-dum, you know, like yeah. I just want – I just want him to like, you know, he's obviously you're like you watch him play and you're like, yeah, this guy could be all right. But then he just like he does something stupid and you're like, oh, that's why you're not further along than what you are. You know, just like don't you don't need to put your elbow in somebody's head. You know, just <laughs> just play like a normal human being. 
Um, but he's 240k. Is he is he a slow burn option, or you think he's just going to be? Yeah, I mean, possibly. I just don't know how many minutes you can expect from him, really. Um, you know, like they've got a lot of guys there that are going to occupy minutes in that Roosters forward pack, don't they? Like, you know, like Radley is usually always a meter reader. Once Verrills is back, mm. like how many minutes is Watson going to steal from that pack as well? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 he, he might be, but like I, I think for me, he's probably looking at like that 20-minute bench roll and probably not much value. Yeah, yeah. no, agree. Agree. Same thing as the Melbourne, you know, if a if a Jordan Grant or a Tepo Moroa sneaks onto there, that same twenty minute bench prop irrelevant fantasy role. Um, anyone else from the Raiders? I mean, there's one or two others that we could bring up. There's a couple of you know forwards here: Horsburgh, Gula, Sutton, all these guys. It seems like there's not enough minutes here. Corey Harrow, where Naira did himself absolutely no favors at all. Um, and I'm sort of thinking it might be an Adam Elliott, Hudson Young edge combination now with uh, with Whitehead at lock. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's certainly possible. Um, I, I, did, I mean, has Adam Elliott played himself into that spot or is it purely you think Harrower and Iris playing himself out of it? Oh, man. He, well, he started doing that last year and it seems like Ricky doesn't like him and he's looking for any excuse not to play him. So I think I think that's the way it's heading and I won't, it won't shock me if that's... Have we got... We don't have team list for the upcoming one yet, do we? No, I saw the Cowboys team list is out, but I don't think there's any others mm. out yet. Yeah, no. Bloody hell. Tell you what, these NRL types, they're not very diligent, are they? They don't care about our fantasy coaches. Um, we might be able to move on to the next one here, which is the Tigers Manly game, obviously. Turbo up to his old tricks, no tries, but, um, you know, setting up tries and, and, and looking in and around literally everything that was happening. Uh, unfortunately, he's not able to share any of his talent with his younger brother, Ben, who seems destined for a uh, a career of being known as the irrelevant Trebojevic, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually had a thought that maybe he might be able to displace Brad Parker as a center, and I had about 14 seconds where I had him in my team at one point this offseason because I was thinking that was going to happen, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to. Um, I thought he was a back rower, but they keep kind of put him in center. I don't know what's going on there. But, um, I mean, there's not really any surprises in this manly side aside from maybe, uh, like, I mean, Bullymore, uh, people, People, it's. I mean, it's looking like he might be the edge fill-in rather than the Davy or um, whatever for Schuster. But I mean, what's his? He's in in the mid three three hundred thirty-one. You know, two weeks, two three weeks of of edge play followed by a bench role in this manly team. Is there enough value there? Do you think or? I mean, it really depends how long um, Schuster's going to be out for because, like, you know, you've seen varying reports of, like, you know, of, like, the first month up to the six weeks. But, you know, typically, like, these um, uh, syndesmosis injuries, like, they, players can come back a little bit sooner at times as well. Um, like, I think he probably needs at least four weeks in that role. So you're going to be you're going to be cutting it fine. Um, but I, I wouldn't surprise me to see, uh, you know, a bunch of people taking that punt um, for such a cheap mid because there are just so few options in that mid range for under four hundred thousand getting around. Um, so yeah, it wouldn't sort of shock me to uh, see a lot of people diving in. But you just got to know that um, it is high risk, high reward type stuff with uh, with mm. Bully Moore. 
Yeah, well, I mean, if he gets four mid forty scores, that's going to get his price moving seriously. And then even if he drops back to a thirty-five minute roll, he, that'll just finish off the cash rises, and you can put him in your emergencies until he's done making money, can't you? Really? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have to have a look to him, and I actually have never had him in my team at any point this off season. But I think I probably need to have a look at that. Good job, Ryan. You talked me into it. Great job. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you, um, you also can't be certain he's going to win that role because, like, Lachlan Croker wasn't there. So who's to say Kyle Lawton isn't starting in the back row? Yeah, week one? well, yeah, that's true. Or, you know, it could be, a, you know, a smoky, somebody that we've never even, you know, it could be Davey, they didn't play him at all. Is that because he's definitely playing the role and they're scared of him getting injured? I don't know. Um, mate, on the other side of the ball, David Norfolk obviously had a pretty good game, tried disallowed, mm. but you know, strong base stats. Have I, uh, has, has he or I, have, are, are <laughs> you starting to come across to the, to the dark side yet, or you don't believe me? No, well, when I was watching that game, I was like, oh, maybe Mark was onto something here. Um, I, look, <laughs> yeah, broken clock and all that. Um, <laughs> No, look, I... <laughs> read. No, look, look, I can see it. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm with you with the on the uh, 50 average to start the year, but look, he could definitely mm-hmm. pump out a mid-40s average over that um, first year, making him a, a pretty solid buy. Like I'd probably, like you asked me last week, I think it was, how much faith, um, who, who do I trust more, Hamaso, um, Fido or David Nofaluma? And I said, um, I said Hammer. I'd ask you, who do you trust more, David Nofaluma or Chance Nickel Clockstart? Oh, Nofaluma without even thinking about it. Yeah, for me, it's yeah. it's become Nofaluma. And, um, yeah, oh, mate, Chance, Chance, yeah. Mate, I've been I've had another look at Chance and I, I cannot come up with any other assessment other than he's a trap. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've had him in my team for a bit, but I've, I've taken him out. I still think he, I think he can average low 40s, but it's probably just not enough. Um, and you yeah. constantly got to look over your shoulder with Savage there too. Oh, mate. Sa- Savage is so good. It's it's not an if, it's a when. It, it, like mm. they cannot they cannot play the whole season with Chancing Clocks at a fullback and have Savage as like number 17 or playing reserve grade or some shit. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's not, you know, it's bad for the team. And everyone is going to know. It's like it's like uh, Dane Laurie last year when they were saying all off season they were going to use Moses Embi at fullback, and and he just came out in the trial and was just like these guys are taking the piss, aren't they? And then Dane Laurie got the job. You know, it's that's the same thing's going to happen. It has to. It can't not happen. Yeah, you know? and I mean, obviously, Chance is better than Embi, uh, but Embi is a state of origin representative, if I'm not mistaken. I think he is. Yeah. He's in the illustrious group with uh, Edric Lee and Branko Lee of uh, State of Origin Rep. Thank you very much. The heroes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. oh, you just wait. You just wait for our hot take section, Ryan. That's going to be great. All right. <laughs> Mate, other than that, uh, on the Tigers, Kelma, Kelma Tuolungi. Uh, he obviously got a try, uh, which is not a sticky stat and that we're not going to use that for projecting his fantasy average. But, I mean, the eye test would tell you that he's looking pretty good and, I mean, Garner is Garner. Mm. Um, obviously, we think there's a what, – what percentage chance would you put on him being the, the back row in week one? Well, where is Garner? Is, uh, is he carrying an injury or something? Because he, he, he didn't play I, this I, trial. and I think they've shipped yeah. him off to the moon. 
I think okay. he's gone with Elon Musk to off to Mars. Mars. Yeah, they were trying to ship him off to any club that would listen until Blaw got injured. So I think maybe they've sold him to Elon Musk. Is what's happened. So they they don't particularly like him then. Um, look, I mean, uh, before this trial, I probably would have said, uh, who, "Who's Kelma Tuolungi?" You know, like I, I would have given him mm. about a one percent chance. But um, after the performance he put in, because um, I just assumed it was going to be Luke Garner there week one. Um, but after this yeah. performance, I mean, you have to say it's at worst a coin flip now. Well, he just signed a really nice deal with Manly for next year, Talangi, about a week before Ooh. the blur injury. Okay. But um, well, that doesn't help. I mean, you look at this team, this is a cut and paste week one with, you know, Hastings in for Madden and, um, you know, maybe Toa uh, out mm. for. Who was the center? Palga. Uh, you have to assume that's going to be well. James. It was going to be James Roberts. Um, but you have to, and and obviously, um, you know, Dane Laurie and uh, co-captain uh, Ken Marmalo. Uh, but other than that, this is uh, the cut and paste round one team, I think. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, mate. I I actually thought the Tigers were going to go all right, but this is this team's not filling me with a lot of confidence. The more I look at it. Um, and making me feel a lot better about the Cowboys, which is saying something. Uh, we'll move along to the Storm and the Warriors. Now, I know these Warriors fans are getting pretty up and about around this performance here, but I'm I'm almost certain that when all the Storm good players went off, the score was 12-6 to the Storm, and it was only Montoya getting a try right in the far corner, beating Dean Aramia, who's not a regular first grader. And I, I'm sorry, Warriors fans, I don't want to dull your shine here, but... I certainly wouldn't be getting super duper excited about winning a trial against a C grade storm side. Uh, but uh, I mean, eye test wise, Coates, I saw a comment in our Facebook group. I think it was James Shepard said, you know, Coates looking for work, but did he do enough to make you believe that he is a going to be able to regularly accrue base stats? Look, I, I think he's done enough to um, make me think the Storm can feed him enough base stats that you know he's he's going to at least put out a mid thirties average, whether it's enough value or not. Um, look, it's tough to say. Um, I'm I'm still leaning towards like I don't have him on my side currently. I'm not saying that I'll never have him in my side, but um, he, he is one that I was. Uh, not very confident on before this game, and this game sort of gave me a little bit, mm, maybe I need to have another look type of thing. But, um, mm. yeah, I don't know. I, I, he still feels like one of those ones that's just like a little bit short of having enough value, but so many people are on him as well. It's it's going to be tough. Yeah. The hard thing is, right, you know, and I've just obviously been thinking about this. We're in a really awkward point here because, you know, Average 37 for a winger, because his break-even is 27. Average 37 for a winger is not an easy task. No. You know, you, you think about, like, just think about that. Like, you know, how many wingers average 37? There's not a lot of them, right? Yeah. And how many, many of them yeah. are, how many of them are boom or bust non-base stat wingers? Mm. Yeah, they're usually <laughs> yeah. always uh, tackle-busting style wingers. The- yeah, but then even then, the tackle bus have been nerfed as well. So, like, if there was no tackle bus nerf, I wouldn't have a problem with coach at 37. But, like, I'm expecting three to four tackle busts a game. So that would have had to be a low 40s average on the old scoring. And, like, I just don't feel confident with that. I, I see him, like, 
somewhere between 32 and 35. That's where I see his, mm. you know, value proposition, which which is five to eight points of value, which is okay. But at that point, I'd rather pay for Savage, who I think, you know, if he's the fullback, he's a chance of averaging high 40s. You know, or 50? Yeah, or plus when you, when you, cal- when you put into the equation – when you put into the equation as well, like there's a there's a decent possibility that the scoring is going to go backwards um, this year compared to last year. Like, it, very possible it ends mm. up as sort of a 2019, 2020, more likely 2020 yep. Um, yep. sort of scoring level. So, like that that just means there's going to be less tries overall to be had, and you know, Coates being a try dependent winger that that doesn't bode well for him yep. either. Hundred percent, yeah, mate. I'll tell you what, you just took me out of getting him, so I'm I'm really happy. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're doing a good job tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're earning your money. You're earning every cent that we're paying you to be here tonight. So, good job. Excellent. Um, yeah, mate. The Warriors. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, skipping to the rest of the storm. Cheese did something cheese normally does. Uh, but I mean, he's a, an upgrade target. People are seeing, I've seen like Harry Grant or, you know, face or whatever. Like, I'm sure nobody was saying to Harry Grant, mate, go go out there and make sure that you put 100% of your effort in against the Warriors in our first trial match of the year tonight. So don't stress too much about that. Um, Warriors, though, uh, Rocco Berry, he, um, I've, I've seen a lot of people getting excited about him because he laid on two try assists, but. You know, try assist for a centre is not a, a sticky start either. And I can't help but th- look at it and go, he would have got 17 in more than 40 minutes had it not been for that, which is not something. It just, when I watch Rocco Berry, I see, uh, like, not even Wonga Blake. Like, I see, you know, in terms of the style of player that he is, like, I'm just looking for a guy. It's not Justin Olam or anyone in that range. It's like Patrick Herbert mm. or, you know, um, someone in that uh, bracket of players. It's like a Aaron Shop. Know, Bra- Brad Parker, you know, someone in, in that, you know, I don't think he's, a, you know, or even Oliver Gildart or, you know, like Hamaso when he played centre, Brian Kelly maybe. Like, but Brian Kelly's a, a huge try scorer. I mean, Rocco, what what I've seen stats-wise from Rocco Berry is low 30s in his games that he mm. played in the NRL. And that's exactly, I'm seeing a boom bust, you know, Adam Pompey, you know, that style of player. Mm. I'm not, yeah. I'm yeah, not, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. Um, I, and, and for a guy, you know, what he's like, 20k cheap uh, sorry more expensive than say like a Isaac Targo like he's, he's 8k more expensive than Stephen Crichton like I'd have more faith in Crichton yeah. average high 30s than I would in um in Berry um yeah yeah it's 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 if he was you know like say 70k cheaper then yeah sure I'd, I'd take a proper look oh um, man but, yeah if he was but, the same price as Targo even I'd be like I'd I'd probably entertain it but no mm, I'm with you yeah just yeah too expensive yeah, no, I think so. Mate, we're doing a good job tonight. We're, you know, we need to get some of those, you know, sound effects that TK uses with the little tick, you know, ding. We need to get one of those, <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, we're, we're going to need like a, a hot, like a flaping, uh, like a, a flame <laughs> sound for, for the hot takes later. <laughs> yeah, 
Yep. All right, TK, you're going to have to hit me up with your soundboard, mate, so I can I can get a little tick or something. Uh, all right, outside of that and the Warriors, obviously, Adam Fanua Blake, lots of good chat coming out around him. We did an article on him a little while ago. He's somebody, I mean, if you can fit him in, you can fit him in. I, I mean, he's all right. I did actually, while we're on the Warriors, um, did you listen to the interview between uh, Talking League and the assistant coach of the Warriors yet? No, I haven't listened. I, I did see the uh, the graphics that our good mate, the super coach whisperer, put out, though. Yeah, oh, mate, there is an absolute gold in there. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's literally just 40 minutes of him giving giving away information about fantasy. It's it's fantastic. Um, but, yeah, so I think I think from that, uh, I like Adam Fanua Blake equally or maybe a smidge more than what I did before that. Um, I obviously picked up this other centre, um, Viliami Vilea or whatever, where he didn't play in the trial. Um, I think um, less um, – like if, if I didn't have Josh Curran in the bin before, I definitely do now. Um, but I'm more interested in Katoa and Jastavanga now. Yeah, Jastavanga is um, a funny one. Yeah, he um, is. I think a couple of the boys in the group in the in the group have been hopefully have uh, been hoping that we're not going to say his name and that he was going to sl- slip through as a pod. Um, I did some stats on him today. Obviously, we we're looking at him last year. I think we were talking about him last year too. I mean, is he somebody? Mm. What's his minutes threshold before you'd be interested? Um, I think he needs about fifty minutes. Like, like I was always of the opinion, if he starts a lock, then you know he's a pretty obvious buy. Like, he, he needs fifty minutes because he's a very good um, point per minute guy. Loves an offload. He's perfect, perfectly suited to these rules um, or new scoring, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't think he was going to be more than say a thirty minute bench forward um, this season. So if he's if he is starting at lock round one, I'll you know I'll certainly give him a serious look. I, I just. I don't know. I, I just per- personally didn't, um, you know, didn't see that starting lock roll coming for him. No. Well, so 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 in a in a brief synops- brief synopsis without clipping the wings of of talking league, and obviously if you're doing this once you finish listening to our podcast, I know you listen to ours before you listen to theirs, and that's fine because obviously, you know, we're your favourites. But after you listen to ours, go over and listen to theirs because it, it's good and there's some great stuff there as well. Um, but, um, you know, they were saying that uh, they've basically spoken to Jazz about playing hooker and playing in the middle, uh, and basically they've got uh, Eliasa Katoa, who's formed the combination with Sean Johnson out on the right edge, and they're basically, that's that's it, and they don't want to sort of disrupt that. And um, Josh, Curran's a, Josh Curran's a middle and Torhu is 100% a middle. Um, and they're not going to be playing Torhu on the edge at all. Uh, and, um, yeah, and so they want Jazz. It sounds to me like anyone that was thinking about Wade Egan, he's, there's either going to be Jazz Devanga stealing hooker minutes or there's going to be Cody Nicarima stealing hooker minutes, depending on what they do with Nicarima and, and Harris Tevita. Um, but it sounds to me like if it's Jazz, he's going to play kind of I'm thinking maybe like 30 minutes to 35 minutes in the middle and then kind of 10 to 20 minutes at hooker, which would be, mm, you know, I don't know if that's 45 gonna be. to yeah. 55 minutes, which is right in that awkward range of like, you know, he's a buy or not a buy. And like, oh. well, well, plus his, his PPM just isn't as good at hooker as it is at lock because, you know, he's, he's no. not taking as many hit-ups. Um, he's not getting those run meters a chance to offload, which he loves to do. So, yeah, it's going to be yeah. right in that um, just 
I think just not enough middle minutes to um, to justify yeah. it. But yeah, yeah I, I think know. they've had a very long. By the sound of it, they've had a very long conversation with him about not being a dum dum as well. So um, you know, maybe the little bit of time spent at hooker could be offset by the lack of dum dum negative twos. So it'll be interesting to see. Where mm. I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to do it. I had him in my team for a little bit today. Um, but, you know, you look at, you know, you've got Payne Haas, Pangai, Jai Arrow, Christian Welch, Kurt Mann, and then you've got a couple of cheapies. Like there's plenty of, you know, even bully, like your bully moors of the world. There's probably enough that you don't have to necessarily risk it with a 511K mid-ranger unknown job security bench forward hooker. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, yep. oh, that's no, my opinion. I had a... And, um, yeah, apparently uh, Stacey Jones has told you and Aiken that he's a former centre, not a centre. So um, <laughs> that's the that's the other one. Lock, that's the lock him in. say. Lock him into your team. Yeah, apparently he's a yeah he's a former centre. He's not a centre, and he keeps but he keeps trying to go back and train with the backs, and they keep telling him no, you're a forward, you're not a centre now. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how that actually all shakes out because I mean I'm I have concerns. But one of the very common things that I do if I just don't quite have enough money to fit players in is is I, Aiken is my guy, but if I don't quite have enough money, the first thing I do is go to Aiken and, and drop him down to Bird for that 5K. Mm. So that's what I've been toying around with a lot. So anyway, moving along to the next game here, Rabbitohs against the Cowboys juggernaut. Cowboys want to know for the year, boys. Hey, hey top four, lock it in. Undefeated 2022 Cowboys. Stop the count. Uh, we, uh, yep, stop the count. We, we gave the Rabbitohs a, a touch-up. The grand finalists from last year, they were no match for us. Uh, but uh, Jackson Paulo, obviously, he was the main interest on this uh, Rabbitohs team, and he was poor, uh, allegedly. Uh, I didn't watch it. I just knew the Cowboys were going to win straight away, so I didn't even bother. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean... Four runs for 31 metres is not, not a great sign with, uh, what did he have, five errors or something like that? Yeah. Uh, two errors. Yeah, yeah, two only two errors, not five. They made it sound worse than others, but it's not great stuff. I'm not in a hurry to put him in my team anyway. I didn't really like him before that. So, you know, my uh, box score scouting eye test is uh, I'll, I'll be happy to just let him go through to the keeper, I think. Mm. Yeah, if you're buying him, you're buying him solely based on the fact you think uh... – Cody Walker's going to be able to feed him about two tries every three games. Yep. No, agree. Uh, and then Davi Moali, obviously, the boy here that's in 20% of the teams, even though he's not going to be in the round one team. If he does manage to pinch a bench spot, uh, he could be a goer, but I think he's not going to get one. So looks like his PPM is pretty good. So we'll see how we go. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye. If he's 220, you can plug him into your team in the number 21 jersey, but I don't think he's going to play. Uh, Cowboys team, no relevant options here. Literally nobody that's going to be in the starting 17 in week one played in this game for the Cowboys. Uh, so, I mean, the fantasy takeaway is uh, Cowboys juggernaut rolls on for 2022. Um, and uh, Well, I guess I guess we I mean, could um, we, we could touch on, uh, since this, this Cowboys side or performance wasn't relevant, we could probably touch on the, um, the team list that's come out for... Uh, yeah, well, this yeah, week's so trial for the Cowboys. So uh, obviously, great stuff there with Lukey and Nanai named on the two edges. I think it's just going to be as simple as Tom Lolo into prop Jermaine Tunnel Brown out. I think that's the team list. Mm. That's it. 
So it's got, yeah, Valentine Holmes obviously at centre as predicted, Hamso at the back, uh, Gilbert off the bench along with Cohen Hess as a starting prop. Um, I think that there is going to be somebody who's going to play some minutes on the edge. I assume it's going to be Gilbert. Um, but I think those minutes are going to come from Lukey. I think Nanai, I'm a big, big Nanai guy. Uh, he, he's somebody who's been sort of in and out, but since that, I feel very comfortable now that he's he's in. Uh, Got to stop doubting my boy. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, yeah, any like, thoughts on the cows? No, I just I'm I'm a lot more confident in Nanai now after seeing this because you have to think that um, at least one of those second rowers is going to be an 80 minute guy, and if I had to pick yep. uh, which one is going to be, it's more than likely I think going to be Nanai. Um, you know, with, especially with Granville on the bench and only three forwards there, you have to think that one of those guys is going to be 80 minutes and I'm, I'm betting it's going to be Nanai. Yeah, no, agreed. Love it. And, um, Matt, I just have one more question on the Cowboys before we move along. Did you um, did you get your bet on yet? What, for the top four? No, just to win the grand final. Oh, win the Matt, grand don't final. Take, <laughs> yeah, don't take yourself, sell yourself short on the top four, mate. What You know, they're going to win. There's no point. Yeah, you know, just take take the dub. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'm not just uh, giving giving money back if I, if I don't back them to win the premiership. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. All right, moving along to the next one here: Broncos Titans. Uh, Titans first, obviously. Uh, Toby Sexton didn't really do a lot, but managed to score a try and 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 a lot of fantasy points without doing much, which is you know obviously. No, we say we don't um, use it to make assessments, but players not doing a lot and scoring lots of fantasy points is always a good sign. See Nathan Cleary last year. Uh, but, um, mate, uh, Toby Sexton, see in your team at the moment or not in your team at the moment? Yeah, no, he's in my team. He's been in my team for a while. That said, I disclaimer, I, I don't touch my team that often. I don't like uh, messing with it too much until team lists. Um, but no, look, you're absolutely right. Like you don't want to make sweeping changes based off one trial, like, sorry, one uh, sweeping, um, conclusions based off one trial. But if, um, the, the conclusion from the trial matched your preconceived conception that, you know, Sexton is this guy that's going to be running the show, going to be able to rack up a, a lot of base stats. Um, you know, it, like what I saw sort of matched what I was expecting. Um, yes. You know, it, it, it's it's different with like, say, like you were talking about Stefano, like making, uh, like writing him off completely because of, you know, 30 minutes in a trial game versus this um, talk with Sexton, um, you know, him matching sort of what we were expecting. So um, it gave me a lot more confidence um, with, with Sexton, and I, I think he's going to be, um, I think he's going to be quite good. But I'll uh, I'll save that for my hot take later on. <laughs> oh, okay. We actually haven't um, told each other what our hot takes are, so that's that's exciting. I, you have to love Tremaine Spry as well. I think he is great stuff. I love to see him get a get a go. I think he's cheap. is he pretty cheap. Uh... He um he he outran. Uh, Even in fantasy, it? no, he's not because he's not in the twenty-one. He's not in the thirty. No, mate, he outran Selwyn Cobbo with ease. It was beautiful. It was great stuff. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So yeah, and no, I definitely think he's uh he's one to keep an eye on if he manages to pick up a, a job because he's going to be cheapy DB. Um, but outside of that, it's basically the Toby Sexton show in this Titans team, and I don't think I'd be going anywhere near anyone, particularly anyone named Tanner Boyd. Uh, 
Yeah, I've I've seen some. Yeah, re- ask, asking for some recommendations around Tanner Boyd on the on the the cheapies thing, and I, I was lucky enough to escape out of it because he's above the three hundred and sixty k threshold. But I certainly couldn't, in any confidence, recommend that he's going to average forty plus, uh, given what we saw. He's a stand and deliver halfback. He's not a particularly strong defender at the best of times either. So I think we're we're happy to just let that one go through, unless you have any strong convictions about him. No, I'm not ready to uh, to go diving in on the uh, you know, cape up a ton of Boyd, I don't think. No, um, good stuff. I'm glad. You were doing a good job tonight, so I'd hate to see you ruin it with that. Um, <laughs> he, sort <of> reminds <laughs> me, he sort of reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Lachlan Croker, I think. Um, yeah, yeah know, it's like, actually a good comparison, except Lachlan Croker was a good buy last year, so that maybe makes it not good. Yeah, but he, but was, he, was, he, was, he was good. Croker was good when he was playing 80. I don't think Tanner Boyd's going to get close to that. Yeah, no, good call. All right. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Broncos side, obviously, Stags looks good. That's good. He's a f- draft option slash final season keeper option. He's not an early season option. Kurt Cable Kurt was busy, um, but obviously we've got a lot of data on him already, so um, don't make your assessment. He's going to be an 80-minute edge back rower. If that makes him a buy for you, he's a buy for you. If it doesn't make him a buy for you, it's not a buy for you. And I think that's the only assessment you can take out of that. Um, Kobe Hetherington. Mm. Is he... I mean, his fantasy score was good, but he did play a lot of minutes and there was no Payne Haas in this game. And you have to imagine that Payne Haas is going to take a lot of minutes. So, I mean, for me, I think he's a trap. What do you think? To me, I think this is a perfect example of what I was talking about um, just a second ago with Sexton. Um, I think to think he's a buy off this one trial, I think is an overreaction. Um, we've got a bunch of data on, well, not not a bunch, but we've got, you know, as half a season, if not three quarters of a season's worth on Hetherington. Um, yeah. And, you know, the data points to him not being a buy, especially once Haas is in that team soaking up a stack of minutes. Um, once Flegler's back as well, I don't know. Just yeah, he he, he doesn't seem like a like a, a solid buy to me. Um, maybe he proves us wrong, but yeah, I just don't think he's going to get the minutes. Yeah. So just having a look at him now. So his break even's thirty. So he'd need to average forty to be a buy. Um, in forty eight minutes, so in games over over thirty five minutes last year, average forty eight minutes, he got thirty seven. Point three. So, mm. based on based on that, thirty seven point three divided by forty eight point one. Here's the notes that we prepared earlier: seventy seven point five point seven seven five ppm. So he would need to uh, need yeah fifty two minutes. minutes. Yeah, fifty two minutes minimum. Which you know you have to think that that with Carrigan, Ryan James, Flegler, Payne Haas, that's not you know, and two eighty minute edge back rollers, that's not a you know that's not a reality for him. So I think he's going to be in that awkward value range, five to seven, eight points. Uh, it's mm. fine, but I mean you know on the same team, Corey Corey Pakes, who has looked really really good this off season, both trials he's played, he's looked fantastic. Uh, attacking weapon. 
you know, nice running out of dummy half. Turpin certainly uh, hasn't set the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination over the last couple of years. And we're getting the information today that it looks like Pace has won that job. So, I mean, at 323K, you really couldn't ask for any more of a hooker center cover between Randall and Pakes. And you shouldn't be needing to squeeze Hetherington into, into your team, I don't think. What do you reckon? Yeah, spot on. Yep, good stuff. And uh, while we're here as well on the Broncos, uh, congratulations to Billy Walters on earning the job and not getting there because his dad's the coach, but instead getting there because everybody else played so badly they had no other options. Like And, like, Walters was good in the offseason, like in the preseason, the two games. He's been clearly the best halves option, but it is a Stephen Bradbury moment and it is, it's a scathing indictment on the other three that – that he's got the job. Like, he's he's a fine 5'8", but, you know, Albert Kelly in particular just had an absolute nightmare. Um, Tyson Gamble just looked like it was his first game of NRL. It was, it was, it was a dead set shocker. The job was there for the taking. And, I mean, I, I hope Walters makes a fist of it. I think he's the best option for them there. He's the closest thing that the Broncos have to Cody Walker. So, I mean, good luck to him. I hope he does really well. Um, and he's a, is he a Queenslander? I'm sure he is. Brilliant in state of origin this year. Yes, absolutely. He'll he'll be he'll be a hero. Absolutely, get him in. Him and to- him and Toby Sexton. <laughs> what a hard fairy. <laughs> oh mate. Oh, okay. Bloody hell! Sharkies. Billy Walters is Billy Walters is twenty eight. I had no idea. Oh mate, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's been around the block. It's probably good though. That was about the same age Cody Walker debuted. It's all lining up. Yeah, true. It's pretty close. Yeah. Um, so the Sharkies team, they had no guys who were going to be in their starting 13 in their trial. Uh, obviously, Talakai, uh, we were discussing today the, the possibility that the Sharkies just run a four 15-minute forwards off the bench <laughs> <laughs> um, and just roll with their, like, you know, 13 starters for, like, most of them playing 65, 70 minutes and just roll, like, four 15-minute impact forwards off the bench with, like, Talakai, Royce Hunt, and uh, Pele all off the bench and, and Fafita for 15 minutes each until they're gassed. <laughs> Just run, smash people until you're gassed and then come off and that's it. But, yeah, no, it's a uh, it's pretty pretty average performance here by the Sharkies. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Panthers-wise, obviously uh, uh, the, the question of who's the centre. Uh, Targo obviously played really well. But Robert Jennings, I thought, actually had a pretty good game as well. Uh, so, I mean, you know, obviously we're all hoping it's Targo uh, and Tyler May didn't actually even play. So, I mean, are you confident it's going to be Targo? Look, I, I think so. Um, I, I would have said with pretty strong confidence before this game that, yeah, it's going to be Targo. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess Jennings is putting a little bit of doubt in my mind there. Uh, he's I think Maybe he grabs that wing spot over Staines. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, it really depends what uh, what direction they want to go in. Whether they want to go with a veteran or if they want to go with youth. Um, and typically, yeah. the Panthers have always opted for youth. Yeah, no, well, that's one thing. As much as Ivan, it, I'm not a fan of Ivan's. Uh, I know, don't know if you guys are aware of that, uh, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, obviously he does. He does give the young guys a crack. So hopefully it is Targo. But outside of that, obviously Maverick guy, good stuff. He's not fantasy relevant though, so you know we'll uh, we'll leave the Maverick guy love to everybody else on the planet. It's not us. Um, Charlie Stain's obviously much better fullback than he is a winger, which shocks nobody. 
uh, move along to the next game, I reckon, um, mm-hmm. which was the one that was last night, Bulldogs and Knights. Um, no, now, you missed one. Did I miss one? What was yeah, it? Yeah, eels, eels and Dragons. Oh, they don't count. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk about them. All right. So the Eels are obviously – oh, yeah, that's right. Fuimano bloody ripped his dunce's leg off, poor bloke. Uh, so he's gone for the year, obviously. Uh, I was He was somebody that I was actually looking at. Brings in the opportunity here for potentially Hayes Perham or Sean Russell to be options. I had a bit of a look at Sean Russell's reserve grade stats thanks to the uh, Rugby League Fantasy Pro website, and um, it's pretty not good-looking uh, stuff, mm. Sean Russell. So I think I'm going to put him in the hell-no basket for now. What do you think about – I mean, what, what's your hoping there? Uh, to me, he, he's got, um, you know, low, uh, sorry, high 20s average sort of smacked all over him. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. He, he sort of reminds me of a, like sort of like a Bailey Simmonson last year. Like Hayes Dunstar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, <laughs> <Yep>. yes. <laughs> yeah. This, um, oh, actually, I'm going to save this. I'll just save this money. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to move along. I'll come back to this Eels team later. But uh, it's uh, yeah, obviously they got a couple of things, couple of things. Their fantasy relevancy wise, uh, obviously uh, Ryan Madison playing locks not great for his prospects. Uh, we've got to hope he's going to play there and, and lose a bit of dollary dues, I guess. But uh, I'm staying away from literally everybody in this Eels side. I think, aside from mm. potentially uh, Penasini. Yeah, I think this Eels side is just for draft. Uh, I don't think there's. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, but I think Panasini is the only one you'd be considering uh, round one for classic. Yep. Uh, and then likewise on the other side here, uh, Talatau Amon for the Dragons is is pretty much the extent of the fantasy interest. And even he, uh, you know, by all accounts, didn't have a great performance. Mm. And did, what was your assessment of him? Um, look, it's, it's tough to judge given that he was with Moses Mbai and not, um, not Ben Hunt because huh. I th- yeah, because I, I think uh, I'm trying to find the stats in front of me. Because I think he did a fair bit of the kicking or a decent share, which I, I don't think he's going to do. Um, no. Once Ben Hunt's there, yeah. So Amone did yeah. 250 meters versus uh, Mbai only kick uh, for 90. So I, I don't think that's going to be the case once Ben Hunt's there. I think it's probably going to be the mm-hmm. inverse. Um, yeah, yeah, which which doesn't fill me with a whole lot of confidence for Amoni. But that said, you know, for a guy who's what his break even's twenty eight, he, he doesn't have to light the world on fire to to be that good either. No, but in his games last year, and this is the worry, you know, in his three halves games last year, he had thirty and thirty two in two out of the three games. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> And this Dragons team, like I, um, I am unbelievably confident that this Dragons team is going to win the wooden spoon. Like, you know, like I cannot believe that they're talking about themselves as a top eight contender. This just, they're absolutely having a laugh. Like this team is, this is the worst NRL team I've ever seen put on paper for a round one side. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be an absolute (laughs) train wreck. And, and, um, yeah, I just I think he's in big trouble. It could be chopping and change. It could be Talatau, and then it'll be Jaden Sullivan the next week, and then they'll have, you know, they'll be buying some Drongo from the Wentworthville Eagles to bloody fill in, and you know, then they'll have Andrew McCulloch playing halves and Mbai, and 
Oh, they'll have. Oh, I just I can see it coming a mile away. It's just going to be an absolute. Jack Bird will be a five A at some point in the year. It's just going to be. It's I can see it coming. Um, it's just yeah, it's not great. It's not great for all involved. And I took Talatau Moon out of my team today. I feel like you. Uh, I feel like you said the same thing about the Dragons last year. <laughs> Was I wrong? Well, I mean, I mean, they. They didn't finish last, so they got that going for them. No, no, but uh, no. In fairness, and I, but I, I mean, I, in I trash talked a lot of teams last year, and and for the <laughs> for the most part, I was I was accurate, wasn't I? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, the the dragons. We we know they'll be top four in uh, in April, but then they'll be gone by June. The, even this dragons team is not capable of doing that. Like even with the magic of the dragons' first six rounds, they can't do it. It's not possible. I was actually um, uh, funny thing. I was I was looking at the dragon schedule today because I because I actually I live about you know five ten minutes down the road from um, from mm. their home stadium Jubilee. I was like, oh, I might I might see you know who they're playing. Maybe I'll go to a game. Um, they only play one game at their home ground from round one to ten. Yeah, because was... nobody wants to go and see them lose. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you're right. You, I think you're right. Yeah. So the Warriors are going to give them an absolute belting in week one. Uh, just They're going to come out absolutely frothing. Panthers, Sharkies are going to be using that as a win. Parramatta, Rabbitohs, Knights, Roosters. Oh, mate, this is a frigging disaster. This is, yeah, this is not great. The, the Dragons are going to be under two wins by their state of origin period. Two or less. Oh. Rough. Yeah. Rough times yeah, ahead. That's my my prediction. So, so they don't they play the West Tigers and they play the Warriors twice, which is their only three games that they have a chance of winning. That's my prediction. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm finished talking about the Dragons now. All right, on to the last game here: Knights and Bulldogs. Obviously, uh, just seeing Caelan Ponga get absolutely ironed out by that like reserve grade winger for the Bulldogs. <laughs> Oh, mate, that was great. That was my favorite yeah, part. Just I'm a Queenslander him. and I love that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I could just, you know, because I, I I don't know if you have a strong identification to Queensland or you don't really care. Do you, do you care or not really? Um, I mean, I mean somewhat, yeah. Yeah. Does, does, to, to me, Kalen Palponga doesn't fit the fabric of what Queensland football players are like. No, he, he smacks of New South Wales, doesn't he? He does. He's absolutely smacks of New South Wales. You know, I think him and Brian Toto would be best friends. They'd be making TikToks on the NRL logo in the middle of the screen, and he'd be running around doing three runs for the entire eighty minutes in Origin while they beat us fifty nil. And he'd he'd think he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. That's Kalen Ponga. You know, I, I I cannot wait till we've got Sam Walker and Toby Sexton in the halves and we can push Munster to fullback so we don't have to have this headgear-wearing fraud in our state of origin team. But um, <laughs> anyway, thought, thoughts, <laughs> I think I started the hot takes early. Um, but uh, Jake Clifford actually looked pretty good. Jake Clifford looked pretty good in this game. Uh, fantasy-wise, obviously, fantasy score is not great, but he took on the line really nicely. And I think Clune's going to do a lot of that organizing stuff that has like, you know, if you imagine like the fantasy points of a team in the halves, they have like 75 to 80 points to share around between the two players. 
And a lot of the times they like, and obviously some teams are different to that. But a lot of the times they cannibalize each other. But I wonder if maybe it is that Clune's going to be like 27 to 32 and Clifford's going to be 48 to 53 and might actually be a half-decent option. But he's kind of already pretty expensive. Yeah, I think 42. he's priced in the low 40s, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, 42. But, I mean, like, you know, I prefer him to Sean Johnson. Yeah. I guess my concern, like from watching that Knights game, is how much Kurt Mann was touching the ball at first receiver. Um, like he seemed to be more of the, uh, like he was a third half. So like I, you're almost mm-hmm. like splitting those half points between three players there. Yeah, but he's also going to, you know, the halves don't make 40 tackles either. No, like I'm not so much talking about Mann's potential there. I'm, I'm more talking about him taking away from Clifford and Clune. Mm, yeah, it does worry me a little bit that he only made 25 run meters. But, I mean, man, how long was he on the field for? 20 minutes? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't think he was. I know he made 11 tackles. You have to think it'd only be 20 minutes. Yeah. Anyway, mm. Chris Randall, obviously another one, another option here. Um, he looks like he's going to be in the middle making lots of tackles and probably not doing much else, which is fine for early in the season. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I don't don't get sucked in with the Dominic Young try. He's going to be uh, inconsistent. Adam Clune is cheap, but he's cheap for a reason. Uh, is there anyone on this team other than uh, Chris Randall that's going to be interesting you and Man Kurt Man Week One? Well, those are the two. Do you have the uh, the match center open on the NRL site dot com right now? Uh, I can do. Which one? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. For yeah, the Knights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, scroll down to the bottom for the Knights. Who, who's this player one? Did someone was playing a video game that like signed in? That was me. That was me. That was actually <laughs> someone playing yeah. rugby league live. That was me. Player yeah. one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's a pretty funny name. Maybe you know, <laughs> they have another baby and it's player two. Oh man, that makes me want to play Halo. I don't know why. I miss Halo. You weren't an Xbox kid. You would have been a PlayStation kid, wouldn't you? Mate, I was, but I just got my Xbox Series S, yeah. so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, no, I pictured. Can you buy the the reimagined Halo or whatever they've got for the Xbox and, and play it for me and send me video clips of you playing it? I will, mate. I'll I'll get the Halo theme playing for you. Oh, mate. Yeah, maybe I'll play that theme in the background while I'm watching all the football games this year. I think it'll fire me up, don't you reckon? I think so. Um, and then obviously <laughs> this Bulldogs team was a little bit of a train wreck. Uh, Baz came out after the game. I got this really nice article right before we started that made me put Matt Burton back into my team uh, where he said, um, oh, yeah, obviously Birdo is going to be the dominant playmaker and the, our main kicker, but we need our number seven to stand up. And it's like, okay, so um, so you just want him to steer them around the park while Burton does all the work. Okay, that's fine. And that'll work for me for fantasy. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've currently managed to squeeze <laughs> Burton, Sexton, and Hines all into my team. So, yeah, oh, wow. uh, but I'm th- I'm 3K short of making Jack Burton to you and Aiken, and I need to find 3K how to do that. So I, I know where I can get 2K from, but I, I don't know where the other one's coming from. So it's uh, unless I want to, um, instead of having Stephen Crichton go for Xavier Coates or... Um, Jordan Pereira, which will which would fund it. So 
I'm kind of hoping I'm, I'm kind of hoping I get Davi Moali so I can put him in my 21 because I don't have any 220k guys. So after trashing him in our uh, studs and duds slash real mirage episode, I'm I'm now hoping that he's going to be in the team so I can pick him. So we'll see how we go. I think that'll. What do you reckon? Is there anything else? Anything else fantasy relevant? Oh, I saw no, Peter Payne guy do. I saw him do one thing, and it was a replay of him falling on somebody and hitting them in the face with his forearm. That was the only thing I saw him do in the entire game. I was at the gym and I was on the treadmill and I was like, you know, walking around doing stuff. And then I looked down, I saw Pangai do one thing and it was a swinging forearm to the face of a guy that was already on the ground. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, what, <laughs> but, what, what about the four tackle breaks and the two offloads? Oh, so I didn't tempting. see those. I just saw the swinging forearm to the face. That's all I saw. So I'm going to pick him. I'm not, I'm not taking him out of my team, but that's, I'm just saying, you know, I'll be prepared. <laughs> As the um, as Scar says in the Lion King, you got to be prepared for these things. So, you know, you know that scene where he's talking to the hyenas. Yeah, can you sing? Can you just sing a couple of lines? You want me to sing? No, mate. Singing is <laughs> your thing. You're the you're the one who sung Disney songs last year, not me. Mate, I love Disney songs. I love. I'm going to watch Lion King once we finish recording this podcast. It's going to be great. All right, guys. Hot takes, Ryan. Uh, we're done with this yes. now. So, um, all right. Give me your. I actually haven't pre prepared pre prepared any remarks, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take it straight off the bat. But give me your hot takes. So tell me what you what you got, and I'll I'll tell you what I rate it at a scale of one to five. One being good and five being bad. This all right. Up. Number one. Number one hot take. I'm going to, I teased it earlier. I'm going to say Toby Sexton is going to finish the season as the third best half in fantasy. Okay. I like that. I'm going to give that a, a two out of five yeah. with one being the best. So I do, I do like that. I think that's a good take. So obviously you've got um, DCE and Hines higher. Is that? Yes, mate. Cleary uh, yeah. gone for the year. Yeah. That's what I've got. Okay, yeah. He never actually plays. Yeah, you know, they just they just rest him for a year to get him ready for twenty twenty three. Yeah. No, I lo- I do like that. I think that's great. Um, I'm a big fan of that, mate. Can I can I can I see that and raise you um, that I think uh, Latrell is going to be the top in the top three wing fullbacks this year on points per game. Ooh. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me if he, uh, if he finished second. Yep. Like, Turbo I, I reckon Trump. he could dethrone Pat. Yeah. Oh, you reckon uh, he can take Pat? I reckon Pat? there's a chance oh. he Pat. The only thing with that is the chat, the tackle brush nerf, I think is worse for Terrell, but he like, I think, I feel like he's going to be doing though. more, I feel like he's going to be doing more of the, you know, the setting up tries gear. Yeah, I think he's going to pick up a few extra kick meters. He he offloads a little bit more than Pap as well. Mm. So, yeah, I think there's something to like. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do really like – I really do like Trell. I might even look at him in our second round of our draft league coming up. Well, he's back round two now instead of instead of uh, round one. Oh, oh round three, rather. Round three. Oh yeah, I like I like the old injury strap for draft day. Just pick a bunch of guys that aren't playing in week one and two and take the discounts. I love it. It's my favorite strategy for draft. It almost worked last year. <laughs> you got yeah. close. 
Yeah, there was another league I was in where I had Pappenhausen, Turbo, and Teddy in my wing fullback in my draft. I won that league, but no surprise there. But yeah, that was that was the injury strat at work as well. It was great stuff. I actually don't know who else was in my team aside from those three. I think it was just them three. And then I had like a bunch of scrubs in the halves. I think I had like oh, I can't remember. Yeah, just a bunch of absolute potatoes in the rest of my team. But I just that took me to victory. So. Uh, all right, mate. Hot take number two. What do you got? Number two. Number two of five. All right. Number two. Oh, you got I'm going to say Jake. Okay. Yeah, I got five. Yeah. I'm going to say Jake Jeroivic. Oh. He's going to be a keeper mid. He's going to average over fifty-five this year. Bang. Oh, mate. Frothing. Right. Okay. Loving it. That's good. I like that too. He's got. We've got our in focus article up on him that I actually wrote, not Ryan, and I basically said exactly the same thing. So, mate, we're on the same. This is. Uh, we're supposed to be doing hot takes, not completely accurate fantasy knowledge. Hundred <laughs> percent accurate fantasy knowledge. Yeah, but everyone listening is going to be absolutely raging. They're not going to like anything we're saying. So, I mean, the hot takes yeah. are the, to the listeners, just not to <laughs> us. We talk uh, yeah, to each other uh, all day, so we know these hot takes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like that's just a completely normal thing to think. Yeah. No, that's all right. <laughs> But no, I, I actually think the game is going to slow down a little bit. And, you know, like, I mean, historically, Jerbo's always been a, a, a gun. Um, you know, it was yeah. last year where the, the game completely changed that, um, you know, he, he his tackles dropped by about five per game. Like, it, it was, yeah, it was a huge drop-off. Um, I, I think, like, I think we've uh, sort of seen it. Um, if there's one thing I can take away from the trials is that there's been a lot more penalties than set restarts, and I think that is going to mm-hmm. benefit Jerbo um, benefit with the game slowing down a little bit more. Yeah, mate, I've got to squeeze him back in. How do I get him back in? I don't have a room for all these players. I've only got a limited amount of money. I can't do it. I can't fit them all in. You don't need Burton, mate. Get rid of him. <sighs> Don't talk to me about that. I just put him back in. I can't take him out. Don't don't speak like that to me. I know you're just trying to gaslight me after I convinced you not to buy Angus Crichton before he got his 126 against the Sharks. All right, don't don't gaslight me. All right. Hot take number two. This is not fantasy related. This is Parramatta Eels related. The Parramatta Eels are going to miss the top eight this year. Hey. Another year. Keep waiting for that premiership. Mate, they are the the premiership door is going to slam close this year. Um, I think that there is a strong chance that uh, more than one of the guys who have signed with other clubs for next year are going to be off the team by the end of the year. Ooh, do you reckon? Uh, does Brad Arthur survive the year? No, Brad Arthur is going to get shit canned. Papali'i, they won't let him go because the fans will burn down Bankwest. But um, Nikore is going to end up at the Warriors uh, due to the Warriors having a, a crisis in the centres and having to shift you and Aiken, and they're going to get Nikore early. Um, but the Eels are going to get Josh Hodgson early but use him to play in the middle of the field, not at hooker. And they're going to let Ryan Madison go as well to a new club. Oh, that's actually a, a very good segue to my uh, to my next hot take because mm-hmm. it, it ties in well with with your prediction here. If, if your prediction happens, then I think this hot take probably happens. I'm going to say Tom yep. Starling. Tom Starling finishes the year as a top five hooker. Oh, love it, mate. I love that, but I don't have him in my team right now. Well, get him in. Well, you don't need him because you, you get him into your team once, uh, once Hodjo's gone. 
Once that happens, yeah, right. Once he's off yeah. the team because we've been tricked by this before. You tricked me last year into getting him, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh, God. There's so much. There's so much going on here. Um. All right. So, But this is tied into the Eels. Uh, I, I think they're going to be, you know, in the top, you know, in the top, you know, they are, and I'm going to, I'm going to come back to them. I know they're going to be in the top, you know, six or seven to start the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the wheels are going to start falling off like in round seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 okay. in that range. So they start the year with Titans, Sharks, Storm, who they should lose to. But then Dragons, Titans again, West Tigers, Knights, so and Cowboys up to eight. So you have to think they're six and two, five and three, seven and one in that stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they go into Panthers, Roosters, Manly, Raiders, by Bulldogs, who should be on fire by then. Roosters again, Rabbitohs again, missing their Origin players for the round seventeen against the Tigers. Uh, and then into Warriors, who are always good at this time of year. Broncos, who should be absolutely frothing by that point in the year. Panthers again, Manly again, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, Broncos to finish, Storm to finish the year. But by the time they play the Bulldogs in round 23, they're going to be out of the race for the finals. I like it. The Eels fans yeah. don't, but but I like it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, and, and and on my ladder as well, Mate, the Cowboys are not finishing last. They're not doing it. Like, they're bad. This, this Cowboys team is terrible. We're not coming last. If we come last, I'm being a Dolphins fan next year, but it's not happening. The Is it possible in the modern NRL for a team to not win a game in a season? Well, I mean, what was the closest? It was the Knights, uh, what, 2016, they only won one game. So I think that's the closest you'll where yeah. it's going to get, I think. All right, because just let's just have a look at this dragons draw, and like just tell me honestly how many of these, you know, like so warriors, panthers, sharks, eels, rabbitohs, knights, roosters, like west tigers, storm, titans. First ten rounds, they've got two winnable games. Two to three winnable yeah. games. Yeah, if I was being generous, I'd say like they could compete in four, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. They're into Warriors, Bulldogs, by Cowboys, Root. So they get a, like a decent run through the origin period, but then they got Roosters, Manly, Sharks, Raiders. Uh, it's, it's kind of a pretty soft draw. All up, it's a really soft draw. Yeah, but like, like when they get, when, when their draw gets soft, they're losing like Ben Hunt and. Um... Ben Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably probably yeah. it, isn't it? <laughs> and maybe maybe not, and maybe not. You know, mm-hmm. this if any other team aside from this Dragons team with this draw, considering that they don't have to play the worst team in the league, should be morals for top four. Yeah. It's, it's, oh my god! I can't. Do they even play the Panthers all year? Yeah, yeah. round two. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Mate, it's that is the an absolute gift of a draw, and they're going to bottle it. So, <laughs> yeah. 
right. all right, give me one. All right, I'm going to give you a ladder prediction as well. And this right. is this is a flaming hot take too. This is a big right. hot take. Pe- people are going to be mad about this one, I think. This is going to get uh, get them talking. All right. Yep. The Brisbane Broncos. They're going to finish in the top four. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Who's who's missing the top? Oh, well, obviously it's the Rabbitohs, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd have the Rabbitohs out. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Melbourne missed the top four as well. I'm oh, gonna say they no, finished fifth. No, no, they finished no, fifth. No, 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 no mate, no, they no. finished fifth. No, no. Panthers, Roosters, Manly, Brisbane, top four. Lock it in. Melbourne fifth. No, no way. You, you're dreaming, mate. Mate, Brandon the, Smith's halfway the out the door. Cameron Munster's still drunk. Pappenhausen's a head knock away from retiring. What's to like no. it? Come on, mate. You're they're, on the you're done. on the wacky tobacco. <laughs> you're cooked, mate. You're done. All right. Oh my god. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Okay. We're gonna bring it back to fantasy here. Okay. Um Isaiah Papali is not a keeper in twenty twenty two. Oh, now that is interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. And this ties back to your eels, uh, wheels falling off. Oh, mate, yeah. It's just, you know, I, I mean, he he's halfway at the door to the – I think he's going to end up as a bench forward by the by the end of it. The, the thing is, he won the back row of the year last year, but I don't know if you actually noticed this. Isaiah Papali'i is absolutely terrible in defense. Hmm. He's terrible He's a great in defense. And he is an absolutely perfect fit for the West Tigers specifically because of that reason. <laughs> but but uh, honestly, if you just go back, go back and watch tries. If you watch the tries that are scored down the edge where Papali'i is defending, he's just out at sea. And he like he doesn't miss tackles because he doesn't get within two meters of the guy who's got the ball. He's so far out of position, it's not funny. And he just, like, it's, like, it's, it, like, anyone that's actually bothers to watch him when he doesn't have the ball would know that he's a terrible defender. And and it's, I, I actually found it insulting to every other back rower in the comp that he got the back rower of the year award last year. I mean, it was because kind it's of saying, It's saying to everybody, you don't need to be a good defender as long as you're good enough with the ball in your hand. I mean, but like that's kind of fitting for last year though, because last year was so such a an anomaly of just the defense wasn't a thing anymore. Um, yeah, and I don't I don't think that's going to be the case this year because I mean, like all you got to do is look at um, the finals last year. Like you know, they started to wind back the set restarts, and what happened? Like who who won the grand? Like who won the finals? Basically, scoring no points. You know, Penrith. Mm. You know, they won that on the back of their defense, and I think you're going to see something similar this year. I think um, totals are going to be back into the high 30s, mid 40s type of area like they were, you know, one to two years mm-hmm. ago. Oh, two, sorry, two to three years ago now. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right there. I, I think uh, Papali's attacking uh, prowess is probably going to get nerfed a little bit and his defensive, uh, you know, flaws are going to get found out a little bit more. Yeah, love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, how many more you got, one or two? I got one, one more, one more. All right, and this is right, this is the best. And then this, I'm going to pick the... a non eels. I'm going to pick a non eels one to take us home. All right, well, this is the best one. I'll save this one till last because this one's right. going to make you very upset, 
it's going to make you go and change your team as soon as I'm done speaking. You're going to be furiously clicking away. Okay. All right. You ready? <clears throat> Matt Burton is going to average below 50. Oh, no. Uh, is, is he goal kicking in this scenario? Yes. No. Okay. Tell me why. Okay. Well, okay. Firstly, um, I don't think the Bulldogs attack is going to be that much better. Um, the game is like I, I've been touching upon, like the game changing this year a little bit. He's not going to have as much room to run as what he was able to have last year when he was playing in the halves, putting up like 100 point games because he was able to score, you know, two tries every single time he played 5 8, basically. Um, I don't think he's going to have that luxury this year. I think it's going to be less space for him to run, especially in a Bulldogs team that's going to struggle and attack. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are predicting them for big things this year. I, I think there's still going to be a bottom four side. Um, and you know, with that comes Ooh, that, not that much. Not much that is, that with that comes not much opportunity to goal kick. Um, you know, okay. like who, like how many goals were as Avarillo averaging last year? I think he was about like two tops. So, um, okay. yeah. I'll, actually, I'll have a quick look. Avarillo last year, he averaged one goal a game. So uh, you know, like it just barely. Uh, he wasn't goal kicking in every single game, mind you, but still, hmm. uh, does doesn't provide much opportunity. No, it's not. It certainly doesn't paint a good picture. So, no, it's interesting. It's interesting because he's certainly like, I mean, he needs to average 55. If he anything less than 55, and it's a bad buy. So, it's going to be well, interesting got, to see how that They've got such a out. tough run. They've got such a tough run to start the year too. Um, mm. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think it's a, it's a decent possibility I think it's a better better possibility that dogs are bottom four than a top eight side this year. Okay. That's interesting. Oh, man. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I mean, it's a hot take for a reason, mate. No. No, no. That's okay. I understand. I understand. All right. I think... Yes. I don't know how emotionally committed I am to this. <laughs> That's all right. No one's going to remember these in three weeks anyway. <laughs> I think it might actually be the Warriors year this year. What? Yeah. The Warriors fan podcast. This is going to be a great year for the Warriors fan podcast. The fantasy yeah, average. I think it might actually be the Warriors year. I think they're... The only real problem is they've got two... Un- question mark centers and mm. i mean if if rocco berry ends up being good and you know they get toy harris back even if they push josh curran to the edge and, and push out you and i can back to the centers this is it, on paper if they can put this all together it's a gun side whether they can actually do that or not i don't know <laughs> but it is all the Warriors fans are like, yes. You, uh, I'm, I, I could be the Warriors year. It could be. It, it probably isn't. Don't go out and buy tickets to the to the grand final, Warriors fans. But, mate. Like, oh, mate. Belent is already uh, <laughs> refreshing ticket tech as we speak. I'm already, I'm going to, mate, I can absolutely guarantee you I'm going to be wearing my Warriors jersey a lot more than my Cowboys jersey this year. I can tell you, I have absolutely nothing. That's going to oh, be, mate. yes. I love it. I yeah. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do a couple of games of the Sunshine Coast and support the boys as well. Yes, kind of where it is. 
It's going to be great. It, it might ending. be a Warriors year. Yeah, good stuff. That's a happy ending hot take to end on. It is. I think so. I think so. I like to keep my hot takes in the in the realms of realisticness. And, I mean, I don't want to get you Warriors fans excited because, you know, heaven knows I'm the uh, – I'm the least optimistic Warriors, closet Warriors fan on the planet. So I want, I want good things for you, and I think, that, I think they can put it together this year. So we'll see what happens. See what happens. Oh, All right, guys, I think that'll do us for tonight. Obviously, we've got one more round of trials, and then we'll be uh, trial wrap TLT podcast two weeks from now. It's going to be great. Uh, keep an eye on the fantasy content on the website, obviously. I don't know if you guys have noticed, we've been putting out a little bit of content over this off season and there's still more coming yet. So make sure you keep an eye on the website and uh, yeah, we'll uh, look forward to bringing you all some content and uh, yeah, jumping straight into Teamless Tuesday and uh, hopefully we can, you know, get you some, get you some results. And if not, hopefully we can get the Warriors some results. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Love you guys.